Welcome to Clarified Butter, the podcast about meals, memories, and milk fats. I have a few favorite places in the world. The kinds of places that as you drive there, your heart beats faster and time slows down. There's the John C. Campbell Folk School and Camp Donnelly, Busch Gardens Williamsburg, and Ocracoke Island. Ocracoke is a special kind of place full of fig trees and steamed shrimp, cruiser bikes, and beautiful beaches, a ferry ride away from everywhere. And every June, it fills up even further with music and art and storytelling for the Okra Folk Festival. Last year, I was lucky enough to be invited down to talk to a few people who know a thing or two about food on the island. Today I'm talking to Debbie Wells and Eduardo Chavez and Lauren Stroll, who are all food folks here on Ocracoke. And to get started, I look forward to coming to Ocracoke so much because I know I'm going to eat well the whole time I'm here. Uh, <laughs> and you all already told me about the wonderful breakfasts you have, but uh, just for fun to get started, what's the last really great meal that you've had that you just had a joy eating? Um, last night, um, I took some of Eduardo's guacamole and chips and a everything about me and a ground beef tostada down to the dock where John parks his boat and sat and leaned up against that little brick thing that's there in the middle of the dock leaned up against that watched the sun go down with my dog and ate your wonderful food just last night that sounds wonderful yeah, yeah. for me tonight just today yeah, or whenever, uh, yeah. Well, just today, um, I had this little blos- zucchini blossoms, uh, uh-huh. like flowers. Uh-huh. Um, I just picked the flowers with some, we call epazote. It's very nice uh, herb, kind of like a cilantro, but it's not. It's, it gives a lot of flavors, and uh, I put some jalapenos and mushrooms, make a little quesadilla, and, but it was so fresh, I was very focused on the blossom zucchini mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nice flower it's yeah yeah we I've eat flowers i've yeah. never had a quesadilla <laughs> with flowers you better it. eat it yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> good yes it's actually very romantic <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yes <laughs> yeah lauren um my last well one of my last delicious meals i think was dinner it was cobia fish that Joseph, my husband, caught off the beach, mm-hmm. and he grilled it up, and we had it. He's over. a dangerous man. <laughs> 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 and we had it over fresh greens from the community store. It was delicious, simple, yeah. fresh, very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So I've been coming to Ocracoke since I was really little because. Uh, my dad is friends with Gary Mitchell, who lives here, so we would always come here to the beach. And then my brother started waiting tables at Howard's Pub in college, and so I had even more reason to be down here. Um, and so my connection was, yeah, my dad's friend from high school, but you're from Atlanta. And Eduardo, you're from Mexico, Mexico City. City. Mexico, Mexico City. City. Yes. And 
Lauren, you're from Alaska and Ohio. Yeah. How did any of you find Ocracoke? <laughs> and yeah, what brought you here? Um, well, for me, it was 1978. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in Atlanta and it was July, early July. Mm -hmm. And I just really wanted, I'd been wor working in restaurants there for like three or four years. And I just wanted to get out of town for you know, a month or two, I was, I'm going to go spend the summer, the rest of the summer at the beach, but I had no idea where I was going. So I drove west from, I mean, east from Atlanta to like somewhere around Charleston and then just started working my way up the coast. Mm -hmm. And I got to the Cedar Island Ferry landing and um, thought, well, I'm just going to catch this ferry and see what happens because <laughs> nothing that I had seen south of there uh -huh. was it, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't Myrtle Beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like everything I saw is like this isn't it. This isn't it. So um, caught the ferry the next morning. Actually camped at the campground over there with my dog and the worst mosquitoes I have ever <laughs> endured. Um, caught the ferry the next morning, and pulling into Silver Lake Harbor, I was writing in my journal. This is it. I found it. I could see myself staying here for thirty years, <laughs> and I've now been here thirty nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, and the island was, you know, really so different then. I mean, I'm, I don't know how many of y'all have been coming to the island since the late 70s, but, you know, you drive around the harbor and there were really, other than the community store, mm -hmm. no businesses around the harbor at all. It was all, you know, purely residential. And, um, you know, I stayed for the summer. I worked at the, I worked for the ferry service oh, wow. and directed traffic the main thing about that ferry job that I was after was that seven days off, you know, I mean, that was the whole reason I took that job. And, um, you know, so I would work seven days for the ferry and I didn't work in restaurants for the first two years that I was here. Mm -hmm. And then like working at the ferries, you know, you'd see all these people coming through the ferry lines that I felt like were prime restaurant customers for me. Yeah. Know? I was like, those are my customers. Uh -huh. And so um, at the end of the second summer, I worked on opening, um, we opened the Pelican. The Pelican restaurant? Yeah, that's the very, like the early, early um, 1980. Yeah. And Eduardo, what, how did you find Ocracoke from you, Mexico City? You are. Um, Long time ago, my uncle is a brother with my mom. He always visited my mom, and he saw me. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Asking in Spanish. <laughs> ¿Cómo estás? Yeah. Good. And yeah, good. And I always ask, oh, how's the United States? Because he always come here several times. And um, but sometimes he, you wanna go? No. Yeah, I was a little, you know, uh -huh. eight years um, since that time, eight years, nine years, um, ten. They always ask me, "Where to go?" No. And, and later, um, his uh, his family, like my cousins, junior is all uh, milk, milk. Uh, they they come to the United States. Um, we talk a little bit, and hey, Eduardo, you want to come to United States? No. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was helping my mom. She has a um, little place, um, 
serving quesadillas, um, like that type of quesadillas with the blossoms, uh, <laughs> zucchini, and I was helping her. Even she was busy, and is she's the only one. Um, my dad is. I never met my dad, and uh, but I was great working with her, and uh, finally um, I got my family, two kids, and um, I always want to the best for them. But uh, some of the economy in Mexico um, was so hard to you know to survive. But I always in my my heart is oh I need to feed this couple little things uh, and. Um, and I got the opportunity to come to the United States. Yeah. <laughs> okay, finally. <laughs> um, but actually, the first uh, job I got here was construction. But uh, some of the people I know, um, they say, do you want to work um, in the restaurant? Okay, what do I have to do? Well, just bossing tables. Oh, it's great. Um, I got the opportunity for uh, back porch. Uh, just to she opened the uh, the back post, but a lady was a Daphne Penny, mm -hmm. uh huh, and uh, she asked me, "You want to work here?" Yeah. And then uh, it was like a bossing tables and burning CDs. You know, burning CDs. Doing the dishes. Yeah. Oh, you're acting. Oh, <laughs> cleaning the dishes. dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, but I was a Latino Latino guy named Masaro, Masato Nagakani, mm -hmm. and um, we talk in Spanish eh, because I have no English, thanks God, and um, <laughs> just a Spanish words. And uh, but um, he asked me, "Do you want to work in the kitchen?" I said, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, every morning I was construction, just some nails pencils, hammer, and um, I use, uh, with my own words, I had in, this, in English, I asked my, my boss, hey, I had opportunity, you know, um, even no English, even now it makes sense, but I, I tried to ask him, um, hey, I had a chicken opportunity <laughs> instead of kitchen opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> They always laugh at me, laugh, I, well, I did something wrong, yes, <laughs> <laughs> of course, and um, since, uh, since that time I started frying um, in their kitchen, back porch, was one of my best jobs I ever have, I still very good relationship with them, and um, mm, well, now I just jump the, um, to the fry station, to the middle part, when when it's the best part to work because you have to have the steaks, uh, ribeyes, um, fish, shrimp, everything, just ready to go. And that's one of the servers, um, even in my English, not good still. And um, <laughs> she can, they, they always have to call for it when they have a steak, medium well or, or medium, me, or medium, they, have to, they ha always have to call. How to stack medium? How to stack medium well? Okay, but uh, I understand uh, in that point when she say, "Don't make any mistake, mistake." I say, okay, because 
I might be born her steak or or make a rare. Okay, she wants some like a medium, medium, medium well, and uh, everything was ready, just ready to go. Her fish, maybe she had three or four platters, and uh, and she asked me, "What is my steak?" You say. I told her, you say, don't make it my steak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I did not make it her steak, but I, I, I told her, you told me, don't make it my steak. <laughs> but uh, for sure she told me, don't make any mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm here and... Um, some of my friends asked me, do you want to run this business like Eduardo's I have? I said, yes, because my boss always pushes me too much, and uh, I'm a divorce right now, and uh, I love the crew I have. Um, mm -hmm. This little part of me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's my heart. So now you have yep. Eduardo's, yes. your own truck, where yep. you make your own food. Yeah. That's great. And that's a beautiful friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and Lauren, how did you end up on Ocracoke? Well, um, let's see. <laughs> when Joseph and I met, I was finishing school at Kent State, and we came up with a few places that we wanted to try living short term mm -hmm. when I graduated. And Ocracoke, North Carolina, was one of our places. Yeah. Um, I had never heard of the place, but Joseph knew of it. He lived in the Outer Banks before we met, so he just knew this place that existed. And we lived short term in Alaska and in um, which was like going back to Alaska for me. I spent early childhood there. And we did short-term living in Ecuador, and then we made our way to Ocracoke, which was wonderful. We were here for just one year, actually. We kept with our short-term plan, um, and I spent that time working at the daycare, which I loved. It was a really cool way to get to know the community mm -hmm. through that. And then we left, and then a year later we came back um, because we love it here, and we wanted to be here. So mm -hmm. I think it's been about five years now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, Ocracoke is a really special place. You feel, like you were saying, Debbie, when you got here and you just said, oh, this is it. Like, something about this feels different and special. And I think uh, it has a very particular sort of food landscape being an island with all the bluefish and the crab and uh, the oysters. But I'm sure that that's not the food that you all grew up with. Um, what sorts, uh, Eduardo, you said your mom ran a quesadilla stand. Mm -hmm. What sorts of food mean home to you all? What sort of reminds you of what you grew up with? Um, in my case, I mean, my mom was like the original locavore, <laughs> which is a term you hear all the time now. Mm -hmm. She was that, and my dad was like a hunter-gatherer, you know, which is the kind of thing that Michael Poland talks about. Um, but that was really who my parents were. So um, my mom, you know, we would, we would go to the farmer's market in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. When the farmer's market was not a big international market, it was like literally, which is what it is now, mm -hmm. it was literally a farmer's market that operated every day. You know, um, we, we would go there at the height of the summer harvest season, we would buy in bulk, 
we would take it home. We would sit on the porch in the afternoon. I mean, I, I can remember sitting with my mom and my grandmother and my sisters, like shelling green beans, mm -hmm. you know, everything would go in the freezer or be canned. Um, I can remember when we wanted strawberries, we would go to the strawberry field, who was a friend of my grandmother's. Mm -hmm. I can see my grandma standing in the strawberry field with her big hat on, you know, <laughs> and we'd go sit on the porch afterwards and drink tea and Coca-Cola's. Mm -hmm. um, and my mom was just an absolutely amazing Southern cook. Mm -hmm. And she also devoted her life to that. I mean, that was what she was about. Mm -hmm. You don't have to excuse me. She's not doing good right now. Oh, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, like every day we'd get up, there was breakfast, lunch was packed. If you were going to school, mm -hmm. um, come home, dinner was cooking. I mean, there was a lot of structure in our house around food. Mm -hmm. and. After the kitchen was closed after dinner, there was no going back into the kitchen. I mean, like, don't, you don't go into the mom's kitchen after hours, you know. So, you know, there was a lot of structure around that. There was a lot of recreation around that. There was tons of entertaining. My mother was a partier, you know. She loved to have tons of people over. She would set up tables in the yard. You know, the whole family would come or the whole neighborhood would come. And, um, but she cooked, you know, fresh vegetables, fresh food. My dad fished, he hunted, we ate venison. Mm -hmm. He would, like the weirdest thing he ever brought home was frog legs that he had actually <laughs> gigged himself out of this little <laughs> lake. Mm -hmm. um, but lots of, lots of, not saltwater fish, but you know, freshwater fish. Yeah. So we actually had like a whole lot of fresh, really home cooked, Primo food. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Out. Yeah, my mom cooked tons of desserts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I talk about that in my cookbook, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, my sweet tooth, I was born with it. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandmother, you know, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my grandmother is the same way. She's yeah. a wonderful baker. Mm -hmm. She makes uh, these brownies with a layer of, like, mint cream and another layer of chocolate on top, which I actually saw very similar brownies yesterday in the green room for performers of the festival. I was very excited. <laughs> when I think of my grandmother, I see this like mile high coconut cake, you oh, know, yeah. and she would do like these three layer yellow cakes, everything from scratch, you know, <laughs> just like coconuts. Most of, she would grate herself. I mean, the, that's a the lot whole of work. thing. Yeah. 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 Eduardo, what, what about you? Okay. Well, uh, my mom's still alive. Um, thanks God. And, um, I have good memories of her. Um, one of the good good memories I always keep in mind. Um, well, we had um, six sisters. My brother he passed away, and, and me. And she's the only one to uh, hard worker to feed us. And um, maybe she had bad time or good times. Um, but yeah, um, it was hard to for her to feed us and. Um, but uh, one of the good meals I always remember um, was a potato. Uh, but uh, maybe she had some jalapenos, tortillas, and salsas, of course. And there, uh, I, I just mentioned uh, a little time ago about the epazote. Um, I remember the potato um, she has. Maybe not many things around um, our house. Um, um, we are like a four brothers, um, it was three sisters and, and I, and on the table waiting for our meal. 
and then she maybe she started to peel the ski, the potato take the skin and they serve the the meat of the potato of course and um, but she she made the um, with the skin she had some jalapenos the pasote herb and she sauteed and she made the um, she made the appetizer taco um, potato skin taco mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was the best best <laughs> thing I ever had and I uh, asked her for for lunch uh, well I mean for for the uh, where's the other meal the, the meat or the meat chicken something no uh, she made uh, the potato cake with the meat of the, of mm-hmm. the potato mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's one of the best meals I ever had I have good memories of her. Um, I actually always, sometimes I ask it uh, as uh, as um, mm-hmm. a son, like, uh-huh. like a son. As uh, I know everything, but sometimes I I call her. Hey, mom, how you do this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I know that. Uh, <laughs> you know. Try to squeeze a little bit, but she, yeah, <laughs> and she started to tell me, "You have to put this, put add this, add this." Oh, thank you. I knew it. <laughs> yes, but um, it's good memory about the special thing. This day. we had the uh, the appetite was the the skin of the potato on taco, and uh, we had the uh, the potato cake. It mm-hmm. was great. Yes, and uh, it's something to share with you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren, what makes you think of home? I am very lucky. Both my parents love cooking and are very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go home to my mom and stepdad's house in Ohio, and I think of what we're going to have there, it's usually something delicious made by my mom. Um, well, almost exclusively made by my mom. <laughs> um, something on the stove often on the stove for a while like a big crock pot of soup with all sorts of fresh vegetables and beans and maybe some meat or something in the oven Um, sometimes there's a meal with a lot of different aspects but often it's like a big dish with all the flavors and it's inside Mm -hmm. kind of simmering and working together for a while and she uses recipes that her mom used that my grandma used um, and my great grandma and kind of down the line she she's really good about keeping that going and mm-hmm. and actually gave me a little recipe box when I like moved away from home with handwritten family recipes so that's really cool I really like that and when I go home to my dad and stepmom's house um, my dad also loves cooking and he is much he is about improvising and he <laughs> finds a recipe he likes the idea of mm-hmm. and then he just never looks at it again <laughs> he just <laughs> kind of puts a meal together to, that is always phenomenal and delicious and I think just recently he's begun being able to make the same thing more than once <laughs> which we've always requested of him because <laughs> it's also good but um yeah he does a lot with good meats and a lot of spices mm-hmm. um and pretty much anything my dad is very much the same way that he doesn't he Mm -hmm. won't follow a recipe Mm -hmm. and he says he can't but that seems (laughs) silly um but it'll be a lot of the 
stir fries and gumbos and things that are all in one pot and yeah. throwing things in and mm -hmm. experimenting. And it's always so good that you want the exact same thing mm -hmm. again, but you're not going to get the exact same right. thing again. He's got good mashed potatoes that he makes regularly. Mm -hmm. One time, my favorite foods that I he made used to be, they've probably evolved over time, lasagna and mashed potatoes. Those are my two favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he... he I came home from school maybe sometime, and, and he had made that for dinner, lasagna with a side of mashed potatoes. <laughs> I was very happy. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice day. So very lucky. Mm -hmm. Both my parents love to cook, and they're very yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, I know from my visits to Ocracoke that uh, potlucks are a thing that happen here. I've been lucky enough to come down for the Ocracoke Festival when there used to be a pot, uh, potluck on the first night, or one time I... Uh, made it down for a Thanksgiving potluck, but I find I when I go to something like that where everyone's bringing a dish, I'm always thinking of how I can show off a little. Is what I might make that makes everybody think maybe I'm even a little bit better of a cook <laughs> than I actually am. Um, but do y'all have something like that? Something that if you're going to make for other people is your sort of show off dish? Something you make to sort of knock people's socks off? Um, well, yes. <laughs> I mean, I have definitely done that over the years, like maybe one of the, what I feel like was one of my best dinners that I ever did. Mm -hmm. I went through a thing when we were at the back porch where I would have a Valentine's dinner every year mm -hmm. and invite people for uh, dinner. And I was making these like um, homemade raviolis and mm -hmm. I did like a butternut squash ravioli with like a brown butter and oh, some toasted walnuts and you know so I, I love doing like really detailed mm -hmm. you know kind of a lot of preparation involved in it because I made the pasta and everything that but that was really more the way I used to cook I don't necessarily go to that much trouble anymore mm -hmm. um, I've been doing this dish for the last year off and on for company that is um, like a like a egg noodle with, then I do like a giant pan of roasted vegetables and um, I might put shrimp in it. So, you know, you do the shrimp separate, the roasted vegetables, cook the pasta, mix it all together um, with some feta and some olives and, you know, mm -hmm. olive oil, toss that, um, basil. Um, and, and desserts just, I have a, I really have a deep love of anything you know, dessert-wise. So, you know, I sometimes will go, if I don't go to a lot of trouble for a dinner, I might go a little extra mile for a dessert. <laughs> um, I love baking cakes. You know, I love making cobblers, especially this time of year. And um, Yeah, I, I made it a mission for a little while to learn how to make pies because I thought a really beautiful pie one, mm -hmm. it's great, and I want to be able to make it for myself, but nothing is so great to bring and present to someone else mm -hmm. as a pie with a beautiful crust or with a lattice yes. that's just all juicy and fruity. Yeah. Um, to show off a little bit, but also just because it's a wonderful thing to make and receive mm -hmm. and eat. Um, yeah, desserts and baked goods have a way, I think. Lauren, yeah. you must, as a baker, must feel that way. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love sweets. <laughs> love sharing them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you make to impress people, Edward? Actually, um, 
It's a good question. They always copy <laughs> with everything I make. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's true. <laughs> I don't want to bring my my favorite recipe to you guys. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. No, but um, I really love the the pepper, the poblano, mm -hmm. poblano pepper. It gives a lot of flavors to different different dishes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But uh, this is one of my favorite favorite dish for me when I have some. Um, some people come to our house, you know, mm -hmm. and make some, um, we call rajas. Rajas is a make with a roasted poblano. We roast the poblano very slowly. Mm -hmm. We take, take the skin up and um, take, actually take the seeds up too. Um, later we saute with some onions, um, saute with uh, olive oil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we, after that we chop it up. Um, we had some Mexican sour cream and queso fresco, and it is it is very nice dip. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, but uh, also, you like uh, she say, as you can have maybe some roast chicken or is um, shrimp. Mix it up and that sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is delicious because mm -hmm. the poblano. Uh, I don't know. This pepper is very. Mm, very nice yeah. flavor mm -hmm. pepper. Um, mm, yeah, um, yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I know I can make something else. <laughs> yes, but uh, for you sure. I'm sure no one <laughs> would yes. complain about that. <laughs> Those fig marinated ribs you oh, were yeah. throwing around there while <laughs> oh. that were oh, pretty yes. impressive too. <laughs> yeah, you're bearing <laughs> the leaf. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes the fi yeah, actually we use some fig preserves from mm -hmm. Ocracombe. When we offer um, ribs, uh, try to make a business. <laughs> 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 yes, and uh, we bake the ribs. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, we bake the, the ribs with some um, garlic. Put the garlic in it. It's just glaze a little bit. And uh, when the ribs get done, we, we have to uh, serve the sauce, The I mean, the fig preserve. Get some tomatoes, some. Um, Brown sugar. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It's can. It's not like a um, barbecue sauce, but because uh, um, barbecue sauce uh, sauce has some brown sugar, mm -hmm. and um, also has some um, cumin and yep. Yeah. And some pepper. A lot of things, but uh, I don't want to show you guys my recipe. <laughs> 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 that was the only reason I said <laughs> that. You need to buy a book. Yes, and uh, yep, uh, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Lauren, is there a, something you bake or, you, or cook even to uh, impress folks? Kind of, yes. I um, the For me, potluck dishes, my style tend to be seasonal <laughs> in that uh, in the summertime, I usually bring just a loaf of my sourdough bread mm -hmm. because I have it, it's ready to go. And I've been in the bakery for most of the day, and that is just something that I love that I think will be well received. <laughs> and so that's a that's a, that's a, um, one I can count on. Yeah. Maybe some leftover cookies or something like that. That's sort of my summer go-to mm -hmm. when it's busy. Um, in the winter time, I always opt to bring something sweet, a dessert like similar to Debbie. I I think that I will so enjoy making at home or baking at home. Mm -hmm. Um, taking my time doing that. I just really love baking. Like it's an enjoyable activity for me at all times. So 
um, that's always fun. Sometimes it's a new recipe and it's just like, it is what it is. <laughs> Enjoy or maybe not do that again next time. <laughs> um, or sometimes it's a favorite baked good, but I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, I am less about the intricacy and the complexity and the, um, the impressing with um, the complexity and more about just like, is it delicious? Yeah. And even if it looks hilarious that's fine with me I just want it to be good and made um, from start to finish from scratch yeah. by myself I think that is what is important to me personally mm -hmm. to share yeah. that aspect mm -hmm. yeah to make sure that they know that you put yourself and your time into it oh I guess I mean yeah. they don't even have to know just that <laughs> that's that what know. I yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well so speaking of that it sounds like all of y'all have parents that love to cook and maybe that's where you uh, learn to cook or learn mm -hmm. to love cooking, but you've all made a career out of making food for other people And I wonder what that means to you what it means to you to cook and serve uh, other people food What why you chose that as your uh, your job? Well <clears throat> when I was in the restaurant business I mean, I always tried to keep in mind that really I was in the hospitality trade mm -hmm. so the idea of hospitality has like always been a key factor for me. Is mm -hmm. that for me is what it has been about from the beginning. And um, you know, we would stand in the back porch sometimes during dinner, you know, and I would say to my staff, you know, every single plate is going to sit down in front of somebody, mm -hmm. you know, every plate is going in front of someone. So you know. Um, I think it's just about, uh, it's about hospitality, it's about welcoming, it's about service, it's about friendship. Um, even towards people you don't know, they're your customers, but you know, it's just about that feeling of, I mean, Eduardo says it the best in my opinion, it's really, it's about love. I mean, this is mm -hmm. kind yeah. of what it is about. Mm -hmm. and. You know, I felt like I was super lucky that I got that when I was um, when I was coming up. I was a kid, mm -hmm. and my mom set a great example as far as you know. We share around the table, and how important that was. That it's a coming together. Um, that is not like anything else culturally that we do, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's uh, it's a significant tie that binds us as human beings. So for me, it was just, it's actually profound. You know, yeah. it's a profound connection that um, I have been lucky enough to build on. Yeah. yeah. With a lot of people. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, one time I was uh, um, a little in a farm, uh, the pear, pear farm. The like pear a farm? Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, I was so excited to get see so many pears. <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, I need to take some home. And the guy said, no, you can eat everything you want, but don't take it home. That is something to learn and that to share with the other guys. I have working with, with me or with us and um, I always told him, them, guys, you can eat everything you want. Don't take it home. It's just for respect. But if you feel hungry, mm -hmm. eat the best things we have right, right here, even good meat, good shrimp, and good vegetables. Eat whatever you want, and um, also, um, but I serve the best thing for the customer. They want something good, 
They want the best slice of avocado we have. The best, uh, you can even, you have to, before we start our day, take something. If you have some um, leftover for the other day, like a salsa, just try. If it's not, just, I mean, for a reason, we had to throw away, but um, um, I always tell them, um, like I say, is eat whatever you want, the best thing you want, but I also offer the best things for the customers. They, um, I always tell them, they deserve everything like as you deserve everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I had very, um, very <laughs> hard times to, to eat in my past. I have even just had some beans, but uh, I'm very um, grateful to have some beans. I'm here now. I got a nice potato cake, a nice uh, skin uh, potato taco. I'm here, and uh, I'm, I'm said thanks God, uh, thanks friends, and uh, yeah, for us it's very very special to offer uh, the best things we have for everybody. This um, um I mean, so life, <laughs> and that's the thing. <laughs> yes, and yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. It Perfect. feels yes. good to know yeah. that you're oh, giving yeah. someone <coughs> something. Exactly, and um, even um, the avocado. I'm so focused on the avocado. I love <laughs> it. Sometimes um, we don't know when it's right. Uh, well, I know when it's right, but I know when it's bad. We have to throw away. Why not to offer? You know, many restaurants, you, ca- you can see many restaurants and uh, they charge 50 cents for avocado, and the other 50 cents or extra avocado. I say, just give away, just n- give nice slice of avocado. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> about politics, <laughs> uh, I don't want to mention that, but, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, uh, I try to make uh, like a avocado taco, they call the wall, wall, like the wall. The wall. Avocado. Who's gonna pay for what? <laughs> 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 but uh, with uh, with love, just just yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the wall, who's gonna pay for the taco? <laughs> 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 uh, but I love you guys. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> we love you too, Eduardo. Yeah, we love you too. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lauren. What does it mean to you to make food for other people? Well. Um, it's really special. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graceful Bakery is just this teeny little um, trailer, really, mm-hmm. on a corner on an island <laughs> in, the, in the world. But it just so happens that um, this island has an incredible community mm-hmm. and familiar faces that, that I get to see walk up to me every day and and say hello and just like let's start the day. Let's have some coffee and a hot biscuit and do you need a little boost? How about some freshly squeezed orange juice and like tiny little kids getting so excited about a chocolate chip cookie and and just Mm -hmm. um, usually people are in a pretty good mood when they're ordering something sweet usually (laughs) which is fun and and that's a nice that's a nice part and then in addition to that and the incredible um, support I feel from my local community which I'm so grateful for um, we have visitors. We have we have visitors all summer long, and that is so amazing and special because that means that anybody in the whole world can walk up to me and say, and I can say hello and offer them, you know, from my small menu that that is small but good, and <laughs> I'm proud of it, and and 
that's really neat too, that it can be anyone from, from anywhere, from any age, from any part of the world. Um, so I, I really like that aspect. I feel um, small, the bakery itself is small, mm -hmm. but it feels like the reach and the potential to like connect is vast. Yeah. And I, again, I mean it all just, we're just kind of hitting on that same topic, it really is. I say made from scratch with love, and mm -hmm. I do believe that. And I think Eduardo and Debbie do too, based on what we've just heard from them and how they live their lives too. Mm -hmm. It's very apparent. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it's a very special thing to make food for other people mm -hmm. and to see, get to see them just have the joyful experience of eating if you're sitting down to eat a meal together, um, to get to share something of your life and where you come from and what you cook and to spend time on something that goes to nourishing another person so that they can go do whatever they spend their time on. Mm -hmm. It's all just so nice. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I guess on that note, I'll ask the question that I ask everybody at the end of our conversations. Uh, do, you, do you have a favorite toast or blessing that you like to say before you eat or that you have heard other people say? You know, that's a little bit of a stumper for me because um, I saw that when you emailed it to me and I thought about it, you know, I kind of don't. It's like, um, you, you know, except, I mean, thank you always, you know, um, and, you know, happy eating always, but otherwise not so much. Yeah, that is, uh, has always been my dad's uh, when we sit down to eat is just thank you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, for me, just to be honest, <laughs> I just sometimes, um, I don't say I forget to eat, but um, sometimes I have too much to smell things, and, um, and at the end of the day, just eat, you know. <laughs> oh, I actually forget to say amen or something, but no. S s probably sometimes with Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas, and the, but uh, that's the probably the only times, but uh, we still love the God, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, uh, He provides everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks. <laughs> if I forget something. I think I generally don't say something every time or for every meal or even with a group, but the times that I do, um, generally it just comes from me being so excited or like thrilled about what's in front of us or who's sitting next to me or around me and so it's usually just like this is amazing and I love you guys <laughs> that's yes. that's what it will be if it's anything yeah. usually just gratefulness yeah mm -hmm. um, well thank you all so much um, for everyone here be sure to check out Eduardo's and the Graceful Bakery while you're on the island um, and thank you for coming to see Clarified Butter. Sign up for our email list. Thank you, Amy. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Amy. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. It is a tequila shop. Clarified Butter is produced by Ashley Melzer and me, Amy Allen. To learn more about our guest and about us, visit clarifiedbuttershow.com 
or keep the conversation going on Twitter and Instagram at Clarified B. And by all means, don't forget to hit subscribe. Until next time, eat what you like and say thank you. Thank you.